make the most of your life. When you remove the blocks that are holding you back, you can bring inspiration, passion, and purpose to yourself and those around you. This is the Hoffman Connection with your hosts, Raz Ingrassi and Ed McLoon. Our hosts and their guests will give you the tools that you need to improve yourself by bringing you closer to what really matters. Now, here's your host. Welcome to the Hoffman Connection. My name is Raz Ingrassi. I'm the president of the Hoffman Institute. And if you've never heard of the Hoffman Institute, we're celebrating 45 years this year as the leading personal development program around the world. I was just thinking the other day, this 45 years ago was the Summer of Love, and I was there in San Francisco, so this is a reprise on the Summer of Love. Um, anyway, Hoffman Process is in 16 centers around the world, 11 countries. We've helped about 85,000 people, and our primary program is called the Hoffman Process. It's an amazing seven-and-a-half-day retreat of extraordinary personal development and discovery, a lot of scientific research on it. And it's just um, a top program. My co-host, Ed McLoon, is away this week teaching the Hoffman Process. Before we get started, I just wanted to mention to everyone that we have a special promotion going on at the Hoffman Institute where you will receive $125 off on any process, any Hoffman Process in 2012 or any Q2 or Inner Work for Leaders. Those are our graduate programs. The offer ends June 28th, so you still got a couple of weeks. Go to our website for details. And you just go to the, uh, you know, it's www.hoffmaninstitute.org, hoffmaninstitute.org. Or you can call 1-800-506-5253. Today I'm joined by a great friend of mine, someone I truly admire, Linda Newland. And I guess I've known Linda, I'm going to say 20 years. If not 20, it's 19. <laughs> and <laughs> We've known each other a long time. Linda is one of those people who has tremendous outer success. So she's an accomplished woman. She, uh, you know, when I knew her, first knew her, she was the director of the MBA program at Pepperdine University. And then she was on the board of directors of Pepperdine. She's an entrepreneur. She created her own business and ran that for 20 years. Uh, she worked for American Express. But all the time that I've known Linda, she's always been working on her inner success as well. And so she's with us today because we want to talk about self-love and what it really means. And Linda has taken that journey, and she's also become a Hoffman teacher, and she's been a tremendous Hoffman teacher for the last 14 years, but she's never stopped working on herself. She's always bringing something new and, most recently, tremendous artistic expression. Well, you know, Linda... I, I remember uh, some time ago, I don't know when it was, 15, 20 years ago, Whitney Houston's song, uh, The Greatest Love of All. And she said, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. Why is that? What is, why is learning to love yourself the greatest love of all? And what do we mean by that? It's a great question, Raz. And that is kind of what my life's pursuit is about. And I think what so many of us are searching for is what exactly do we mean by loving ourselves? And my own journey has led me to want to write about and coach people. And most recently in the last year, my inner calling was to write songs about the journey that I've been on to try to figure out what it really is. And for me, the challenge and the block to it for me was that I couldn't unravel the difference between 
narcissism and self-love and what if I put myself first? Does that mean that I'm, you know, self-absorbed? And the struggle between what does it mean to be able to live your dreams, be who you are, um, what does it really mean loving yourself? And um, so it's been a fascinating um, adventure to even be able to ask the question to many, many people in various cultures as well, what does it mean to love yourself? And I think that is um, it's great. Thank you so much for having me on the show today, and it's a, just a pleasure and an honor to be able to um, explore this topic with you, especially in light of the Hoffman process and how we are um, working to help people find that answer for themselves because for each of us, loving ourselves is a unique journey to figure out what that means for each of us. Yeah, I know. I mean, in our culture, if someone says, I'm so mad at myself or I'm so disappointed in myself or I hate myself even, um, uh, you know, that that's accepted. But if someone says, I love myself, we might look at them and say, well, what do you mean by that? So that's sort of, we're not supposed to love ourselves. And yet... Uh, that is the source of all, you know, maybe all goodness. I, I remember, there's this uh, quote I'd like to bring up here. Uh, as I recall, there's a Dr. Howard Thurman, who was a mentor to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Howard Thurman was uh, one of the great African-American uh, theologians of the last century. And, of course, he was very interested in civil rights, committed to it. And yet a quote that of his that I love says, don't ask what the world needs. So, of course, he could have been saying, the world needs civil rights. But he said, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and do that, because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And so what you're talking about, as I'm listening to it, I'd like to invite you to comment on it, is coming alive, not to disengage from the world, but as an entry point to really engaging the world. Exactly, Raz. That's one of the things that I um, I love that quote, and that's been my journey and my experience, is that I spent a lot of my life trying to fulfill the, the inner passion that I have, and that is that I want to help change the world. When I was uh, very young, my early teens, I traveled with up with people, and our passion and our purpose was to literally make the world a peaceful place and to uh-huh. help people love and accept all the different cultures and to um, literally sing out joy and uplifting the human spirit and knowing that we are all connected. And so it was very altruistic, and it was very much, um, but it was it was absolutely who I am. I do have this passion that I want to help people. And over the years, I've been very fortunate, I think, to find career paths where I was able to express and to help people. And what I discovered in recent years is that, um, yes, I could help people. But when I chose to do what was most self-loving, what I really wanted for myself as well as what I could contribute to the world, then I was able to give even more and affect more people. And for me... Um, you know, it was having a child. I always wanted to be a mother, so I finally had a child at age 40. It was one of the greatest gifts that I gave myself. And people say, well, that sounds kind of selfish. And I said, yes, it does sound selfish. But the fact is that I've been able to give to my child as well as receive the gifts and the challenges and the growth that came with becoming a mother. Hmm. And I also have the opportunity to give to my son's school, and I have an opportunity to share 
my parenting experience with other parents. And so it does bubble out and broaden into the world. And so by giving myself something that I really wanted, I am still able to find ways to give that back to the world. And that's what I think the essence of what I'm still uncovering, Raz, is this whole concept that when I fill my cup with what makes me happy and are my God-given gifts and I nurture them and I express them in the world and in my family and in my community, I am filled and I have so much more to give in the world than when I was giving from a place of I need to give or I want to give, but I wasn't giving myself what I wanted. Right. If you're, if you're giving to others out of the need to give to them, in other words, to get their appreciation reflected back to you so that you know you're okay, then you're not really giving from a place of uh, selfless contribution, are you? No, and it's that very disguised viewpoint of giving to get. And even if we don't think we're getting anything back, there is this, um, I don't know, it's got an energy to it that isn't um, magnanimous and it's not, um, it doesn't replenish our cup. Yeah, there's a neediness in it. I wanted to ask you, though, you know, when you're talking about up with people and how you're delivering those positive, affirmative messages uh, out into the world, people of all cultures, and we all love to be uplifted by that kind of thing. And uh, we talked about having having positive self-talk as well, but mm-hmm. there's a certain sense in which self-love is not like a pep talk you give yourself, is it? I mean, there's something... It's sometimes called healing, coming into wholeness. What is, how do you, how do you approach that, those tender places in you that are hurt, uh, that need love? That's a great, great question, Raz, because that is the one thing, um, in terms of each person discovering that when we are looking to heal and love ourselves, one of the biggest things people are looking for in relationships with other people is to be seen and to be heard and to for, be forgiven or to um, find peace with a painful loss. And um, our, our healing in terms of how we love ourselves is, as you said, more than just the positive self-talk or looking in the mirror and saying, you know, I like the way you look or I like the way you um, handle the tough situation. It's really, to me, it's the peacefulness of being who you are, that self-love is being who you are. That's the greatest gift we can give ourselves is to actually know who we are, to take inventory of our gifts and our talents and to actually invest in those and our dreams and to literally be who we are. And so whatever is keeping you from actually self-accepting and being who you are really to me is the pathway in and the work to be done. What are some of those barriers uh, to self-love, some of those things that get in the way? What, what are those things? Well, I think the one we talked about first is the resistance that if I put myself first, then I'm selfish. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, from the Judeo-Christian uh, biblical thing that's been very prominent in the world, the term, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, when you really look at that definition and you turn it around, it's saying, I have to love myself in order to love my neighbor. <laughs> right? right. Because the fact is that what I am able to give is so much greater 
when I am nurturing myself. And I use the example sort of, you know, new mothers, new fathers, they want to give everything to their child as best they can. They don't, they give up their social life, they don't get a massage, they don't do yoga, they sort of, you know, start putting their child first and they're at the bottom of the list. And I say, and what has that got you? Other than resentment, you're physically out of shape, you're um, out of balance and you're overtired. And so it's a good sign that you're not being self-loving if you're feeling a lot of resentment, holding grudges, and realizing that when you experiment with self-love and you actually put yourself on the list, even if you're not number one, but you're at least on the list, and you're nurturing yourself, you know the difference. You have a different experience right. of life. Not only to mention, not only that, but you're... You're teaching your child, the one you love most, that this is what it means to grow up and be an adult. That's right. <laughs> to be someone who's lost. Exactly. We're going, to be going to, we're going to be going to break in just a minute. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back to you with Linda Newland as a certified coach, executive coach, Hoffman teacher, public speaker, now singer-songwriter, uh, business consultant. Linda has traveled her own unique journey toward healing and finding the gifts that were left behind in childhood and Linda's life mission is to help people heal so they can live passionate, peaceful and productive lives. So for in just a couple of minutes we'll be coming back with Linda Newland. Meanwhile, please write this number down. 1-866-472-5788. 1-866-472-5788 and call in, get live with us and uh, ask Linda a question. We'll see you in just a, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McLoon, or this week's guest, please call in to 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. 
or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. And we're back talking with Linda Newland. And Linda is a, an executive coach, a Hoffman teacher, public speaker, consultant, now a singer-songwriter. She's traveling and has traveled as long as I've known her, her own unique journey toward healing, finding the gifts that are latent, that are inside of her, waiting to be expressed. And her help, her, her life's mission is to help people find those gifts within so that they can live more passionately and peacefully and purposeful lives. And uh, so this is, you know, I, I, Linda, when I'm talking with you, I think about the difference between the, you know, there's that organization called Outward Bound, and you have succeeded at the Outward Bound mission with all your many outward accomplishments, but you also have discovered that there's an inward bound, there's an inner mission, and that they have to, they both have to occur together. And I'd like to ask you then to speak a little bit about you know, because we're in a culture which celebrates outward accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And yet, for so many people, you know, they've got the car, the house, the job, the, all the outward symbols of success, but that inner experience of success has eluded them. And so t- talk to us a little bit about the inward journey and what it means and why it's so important. So for me, Raz, the outward uh, bound was an illusion, Right, it was the illusion that that was going to make me happy, and I think one of the worst patterns I had in my life that I discovered in recent years was that I lied to myself and pretended that I was happy when I wasn't. And mm. when you have very fulfilling work and you are making a difference in the world, it can be um, a very thin line between um, you should be happy and you have um, an, an, an aspect of happiness in your work, and yet the inner peace and the inner joy and the... I didn't know that I wasn't happy, actually, Mm. for many, many years. And when I um, discovered, actually, when I became a mother, was actually part of the the, another aspect of my opening between all the inner work that I had been doing. But when I became a mother and really um, started a deep, deeper sense of knowing what real love is, and um, the the turmoil started, right? Because then the turmoil was, well, I have all this outer that looks like the perfect life, and inside something was missing. And it was in that internal um, journey, which I use a good word called cocooning, which was I gave myself permission to ask the bigger question, which is, who am I? And what's right for me now? Not what was right for me when I was 18 or 28 or 38, but what's right for me now at 48. And it was in that journey that when I went inside myself and uh, a very skilled coach said to me, why don't you ask your heart what it wants to do? Literally, physically go into your heart space and ask your heart what you want to do now that it popped up songwriting. And... That was a moment of just incredible silence and clarity. And like most of us, my first reaction was, I don't have time to songwrite. I need to make a living. I need to do this. I can't make money doing that. I had an instant reaction of uh, reasons why that was a dream that couldn't happen right now. It would have to wait until retirement. And I laugh at myself because as the universe has done in my life, 
I get to be a really good teacher, and when I speak to my students and they say, you're such a great teacher, why is that? And I'll say, because I'm a damn good student. Uh-huh. I really continue to learn what it is that I need to learn, and I continue to do the work so that I can actually help people that come in the future in my clients. And so I had to sit down and really face, right, the universe brought the opportunity for me to write a new program on the inner work of leaders that Hoffman Institute offers. And how beautiful is that, that I'm working with a team of people to write a program about what is the inner work of a leader. And I realized as I'm writing a certain piece of it that I had allowed the resistances to come up and block my heart's passion of songwriting, which I had never tried before in my life. And I didn't have the courage to just even try it. So, so the, I just want to comment here, if you would, wouldn't mind, that the, the word courage comes from the French word cour, means heart. And so I want to ask you, I'm, what I'm listening to as you're speaking here is that is you had to find the courage to answer the, the kind of smaller, quiet, more perhaps more quiet voice within that was calling you to your, to your unique contribution and uh, yes, Pepperdine needed someone to direct their MBA program and serve on their board and do all these other, be executive coach, and you have all that outer success. And yet there's some place in your heart that wanted expression. And how did you find the courage to listen to that? <laughs> well, the uh, outer and the inner came to that moment where I, I felt inside myself such the calling that I had resisted so long that I finally just said, okay, I will pick up a pen and paper, I will try this. And I realized that that's been, you know, you get to that place where you just have to do it. You're in so much turmoil about it, and there's pain that started coming up because I realized that my heart was aching to do something, and I had a physical sensation that I just had to do something. So I picked up a pen and paper one night, And I started writing, and ironically, it took me 10 minutes to write the lyrics to my first song. And I remember laughing out loud at myself and saying, my excuse was that this is going to take too much time, and I don't have the time to do what my heart wants. Wow. How, you know, and so I laughed, and I said, how ridiculous is this? My resistance was huge. And when I just tried it, it was out in 10 minutes. And I have to say, as my co-songwriters say to me, don't admit this in public, but I can't <laughs> not admit it because it's absolutely the lesson that I have learned, Raz, with every single person that I know who has listened to their heart and had the courage to try anything that their inside world is calling to them, that when they are brave enough to step up and say, I want to move to Italy, I want to write a book, I want to do something that I've always wanted to do, that when they just begin the journey, the universe supports it, and it's so effortless that it's almost laughable on the other side. But when you're facing the first step, it feels like Mount Everest. Yeah, well, that uh, it takes a lot of energy to resist what you're supposed to be up to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you <know>? it does. <laughs> and it, it's like easier to go in the direction that your life is really intended to go in, what you're to follow what your soul wants and to, and to do that. Um, I was struck by your comment that there was some, I, I can't remember exactly how you said, but you felt that there was something missing. There was an emptiness despite all the outer success, and despite the fact that anyone looking at you from the outside would think that you should be happy. 
but yet you weren't feeling it inside. How do we admit to ourselves that, you know, I think, uh, you know, is this all there is? Or you know, how do we admit that we feel empty? And how do we recognize that I'm not really happy? Uh, you know, uh, so many of, so, so much of life is about kind of keeping yourself jacked up into believing that everything's great. But it's kind of like when you turn the lights off at night and you're alone, mm-hmm. you've got to check in. Um, and uh, we have so many strategies in our culture for distracting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so I have a sense, maybe you could talk to it. I have a sense that there's something about, you know, getting quiet and paying attention to to what? Yeah, to, absolutely. To, to I think pain or what is that that you paid attention to? Well, I think it's the it's all of the above. It's it's whatever your emotional state is. But what I've learned is that the body can't lie, and so we have research now on the neuroscience, and we have research in the somatic study of the body. And what they're discovering is that our bodies can't lie. So when we have a sensation in our body and we can actually feel it, it informs us of how we are feeling. So when you don't want to get up and go to work in the morning, your body's telling you something. When you're with a particular person and you feel completely empty or you feel completely numb or you have no connection, it's telling you something. And what's so indicative of the unfortunate reality in our culture is we have millions of people on antidepressants. Clearly, they're not happy. They're struggling. We have people who are addicted to alcohol, the Internet, shopping, et cetera, et cetera. And those are signs that you're in pain and you're trying to cover it. And so that's why I say it is the most courageous thing to even ask yourself the questions that it takes to discover what's the level of self-love that you're exhibiting in your life right now because it takes so much courage to tell yourself the truth. And that's the hardest step for people is to sit down and tell themselves the truth. So a lot of that stuff that, you know, um, a lot of the activities that we're involved in, you're saying, are, are symptoms of not accepting yourself. They're not symptoms. They're not evidence of self-love. So if I buy myself that uh, big new car, that big new house, or do this or do that, yes, there's, a, there's an element of, uh, of, of taking care of myself or enjoying something, but it can also be overdone and it can mask. I can be using it to mask and distract myself just as surely as if I was drinking or smoking marijuana or doing something else, high-risk activities uh, that we use to to um, kind of get the adrenaline running and the endorphins going, but not necessarily to go, in, to go deeper inside. And, Linda, so what is inside? Why... What's so good about going inside? What what did you find there? <laughs> well, well, when you go inside, you find yourself, and you find the capacity within yourself to be happy. And so for myself, what made me happy um, was expressing and healing myself. And so for me, it was interesting that songwriting was what my heart said, and I had no idea what I wanted to write about. And I had no idea why, after 30 years, I hadn't done any music in 30 years, that songwriting seemed sort of, well, I've never done it, what would I say? And the songs just poured out of me, and what the songs came out of me, the first song I wrote was called Love Yourself. And the song was about my journey as a child trying to save my family from the drinking and the yelling that was going on, 
And the song, the lyrics pour out, you know, lying in my crib trying to help them, lying in my bunk bed trying to save them, lying in my queen-size bed trying to um, heal them. And the final message in the song is, wasn't your job to save them? Next time, love yourself and pray for peace. And it's this beautiful sort of Yentl-style Jewish prayer in the in the music. But each of these songs that came, literally by the time I got to the fourth song, I realized these songs are for me. They're healing me and expressing what my journey has been. And then when I started recording it, other people were hearing it and saying, oh, my gosh, that's my story. Oh, my gosh, that song really hits me right here. And what I realized was, oh, my gosh, self-love is about listening and doing what's what comes it's not about a plan and a goal setting and a um an actual clear vision i had no vision of what it was going to be i literally had to just accept what was coming and go with it and i know many people have that experience it's sort of um hard to put words to it's like trying to describe love it's, it's like is there some kind of a surrender involved in that, isn't there? It's, it's almost exactly. like you you are getting out of the way, so some greater aspect of you can express itself. Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back with Linda Newland, and she's talking about self love and the courage to find your deepest heart and express it into the world. We'll be back in just a few minutes at the Hoffman Connection. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at HoffmanInstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit HoffmanInstitute.org. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at HoffmanInstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change, visit HoffmanInstitute.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. And if you're listening out there, please do call in and join us and... uh Linda would love to respond to your questions or comments. By the way, I also want to remind everybody listening that the Hoffman Institute has a 
terrific promotion going on until June 28th. Whether you're interested in taking the Hoffman process or if you're already a graduate of the Hoffman process and you want to take one of our advanced programs, Inner Work for Leaders or what we call the Q2, all of our programs until June 28th, uh, are, we're offering a $125 discount on uh, any of those. You can visit us at www.hoffmaninstitute.org to learn more. We're back now with Linda Newland, and as I said, she's a certified coach and a Hoffman teacher, but now she's a singer-songwriter, and she's talking about her unique inner journey in which she just stopped resisting somehow the inner calling that was arising within her to write. Now, I've known, Linda, that you've always had a beautiful voice. I knew you were you could play the guitar and do do musical things, but suddenly it really, you stopped resisting the fact that something inside you needed expression, and um, when you allowed it to come out, it just kind of, as I'm hearing you speak it, kind of poured out. Is that right? Absolutely. It has literally poured out, and since last May, I've written about 12 songs, and two more are coming. Right now, we're working in the studio, and I produced the first CD in less than six months, which has now been released in February called Love Yourself by Linda Newland, and the CD, the portion of all the sales of the CD are going to go to organizations like Hoffman and other organizations that are working towards ending all forms of abuse in the world. And I have a particular, just like self-love, a broad definition of it, but I discovered in my own healing journey that what we call abuse really needs to be broadened out to the fact that we do a lot of self-abuse. And you mentioned earlier that the negative self-talk and the ways we resist ourselves are the most damaging and so many people are um, you know struggling in their lives to be peaceful and passionate about what they're doing because they've been wounded and hurt whether through sexual or emotional abuse or growing up in families where they were not seen and heard and so each of us has our own journey toward finding healing and my you know, vision now with my music is that this is another way that I can help change the world by um, giving a portion of the profits of the sale of my music to organizations that are literally working towards ending all forms of abuse and providing healing so that people can actually overcome that which has hurt them and kept them small and that they can reclaim those gifts and literally shine their light in the world in whatever way that is. Well, Linda, I know from our conversations that uh, you also have, when you're speaking about ending abuse, um, it's not, as I understand, I want to ask you to comment on this, it's not so much like get those bad guy, bad girl abusers and, you know, catch them and, and all that, but, uh, but rather it's, it's a recognition that people who are inflicting pain on other people are themselves wounded and they have been hurt and they are acting out uh, their their own pain and they're you know inflicting it on other their own pain they're inflicting on other people and so we're uh, the way I hear your message is that uh, you want to have you want to have healing reach everybody including the people who are so in pain that they are inflicting it on others is that is that a, a, a Maybe you could comment on that. I tried to express something there, but... Yeah, absolutely. I have a music video that's up on YouTube called It's Not Okay, and the video is very profound. 
from the perspective of all victims of abuse and runs the full gamut from sexual abuse to harassment to bullying to all forms of abuse that cause people to literally right lose connection to their inner world in their inner bound work and their essence and their gifts and I do believe that in order to end abuse we have to um, help the abusers whoever they are to find the healing so they stop abusing because the perpetuation of it from generation to generation has been proven that it's not ending and we have new forms of abuse that keep getting more out of as you said when people are wounded and from that hurt place, they wound others. And so to, in order to heal the world, we each have to find those places in ourselves where we are the perpetrators. And within each of us, we have an element of that. That's where self-abuse comes into play. Yep. And Lin- so to me, it's Lin- that Linda, broader I, perspective. I hate to interrupt you, but we have the callers are starting to line up. We've got three callers. And... Um, your message is really reaching people. So why don't we take a, a call uh, uh, from someone, and I don't know which one's going to come on first. It'll either be David or Janet or Mark. I think David first. David, are you there? Yes, I'm here. You're, you want to talk, ask a question of Linda or make a comment? Yes, I have a question. Um, it really, it's a two, maybe two parts to it. Um one thing, one part is I've become aware that I have triggers and that I, I have outbursts. And the second part is that being aware of it, I've tried to suppress it so that I could look nice and acceptable to other people. And um, what my question is, is how can I love myself through this awareness and knowing that I'm healing through it? And then a second part would be, um, how can I stop um, focusing my mind on, on what I think others are thinking of me and and uh, just live from the inside out? Does that make some sense? It does make sense, and it's a great question. Thank you for asking it, David. And there's many people that ask this question around David, trying wait, to wait, suppress. David, David, you're breathing into the phone a little too strongly. Could you just move the – there we go. Yep. Yes, okay. Thanks, David. So um, your question about, you know, there's, it's an, it's the way we're raised is to suppress our negative emotions and make nice. And what you've experienced is emotions don't go away. So there's a wonderful definition of what emotions are. It comes from the word emovari, which means to move. And so emotions need to move and move out of us in order to be free of them. And so the first thing I would say is I would encourage you to find a practitioner and a safe place for you to actually express the anger that's behind those outbursts and get it out of you because it's not who you are, and it's emotions from the past that get triggered and come out. So you can love yourself more by being free of those emotions and finding a healthy way to get them expressed, and that will make more room for your wholeness to be there. Okay. Inside, yeah. in other words, inside of the, an outburst, is there's something painful that's happening. Some pain in you has been triggered, and it's expressing itself as an outburst to try to push away something that's triggering the pain. Linda's advising you to go deeper and find out what the underlying pain is. Right, Linda? Yes, and then express the pain. Get it out. Yep. I get it. Good. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank We're going to go to another, another caller. Thank you, David. 
And can we go to caller Janet? Hello. Hello, Hello Janet. Janet. Yeah. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, my question is similar to what David was just talking about in that, um, first of all, I just love your topic of self-love and know how important it is. And it is so common that we all can abuse ourselves. So the question I had is related to the work that we did uh, at Hoffman when we identify our dark side. Mm -hmm. And the question relates to when we were at Hoffman, we were taught to, in a sense, push away the dark side or to want to beat it back. And what I've learned since I did the work at Hoffman is that that, in a sense, tends to almost perpetuate the self-abuse because it is, in a sense, it seems to me to be a violent way to deal with a part of myself. And although I am not my dark side, I can sometimes identify with it. So my question is, how, what do you find is the best way to be with the dark side and to combat it and to make it be quiet? That's a great question, Janet. And one of the things you mentioned that's so important is that for callers who haven't done the process, what we call the dark side is an energy system of our patterns and pain from our childhood. And so the patterns are really not you, Janet. Mm-hmm. They're things you adopted to survive your childhood. And so when they get triggered and they come up, your 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 experiences that you, you know, move to the the childhood state, which is where we feel powerless and we feel taken over by that negative energy system. And so one of the major practices of self-love is to actually disidentify with the negative patterns that are not who you are. And the tools that you learned in the process are about, you know, the list you have of negative patterns and the dark side's patterns is who I am not because it's not you and your positive alternatives that you recycle and reprogram the brain becomes a reminder of who you are. And so one of the most important practices everyone has, even if you haven't done the Hoffman process, is to remember who you are. And everyone has the sense, whether they've done the process or not, um, that they have at moments felt like one of their parents, right, that they've been... um, possessed by a parent and are acting in ways that aren't who they are. And so that's one of the gifts of the process is to disidentify and separate from that identity. And as patterns come up after the process, you get to practice that that skill and the tool of reprogramming your brain such that you disidentify and can stop the behavior from perpetuating. And and I would also add, Janet, that our idea of the dark side is that it's an energy system that pulls, that it uses, it's parasitic, it uses your beautiful life force energy to run the negative patterns. We're not so much interested in smashing or pushing the dark side away as we are in reclaiming your own beautiful essence and not let it be uh, perverted into uh, negative patterns that work against you. And so it's a, it is a standing up for yourself to take your beautiful life force essence back and claim it as your own. And it's you have to fight for yourself, so it does take the form of a, of a bit of a battle. Uh, but um, between what, what Linda said and I said, I think uh, 
perhaps we've answered your question. We're going to go to a break. Jenna, thank you for your call. We're going to come back thank to you. another caller. And so we're coming back in just a few minutes with wonderful guest, Linda Newland, speaking about self-love, taking back your life, and expressing yourself into the world. We'll be back in a few minutes. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. Hello, this is Raz and Grossi. I'm speaking with Linda Newland, and we're talking about the path, the inner journey, the path, the inward path, to self-love, which uniquely leads to an, a greater outer expression of contribution and making a difference into the world. And uh, we have another caller here. Mark, are you there? <clears throat> Hello, can you hear me? We can, please. Oh, uh, Yes, ahead. I am here, and thank you for taking my call. I, um, I got interested in this when uh, I got an email from a former Hoffman graduate, um, about loving yourself, and so I, uh, I guess my question is, um, it's probably one you've heard often, and maybe I um, forgot what I already know. So bear with me here. It's basically I, I, I'm in this relationship that's very rocky, and it's uh, it's kind of like a breakup, and then we kind of got back together in a gray area, and I find myself feeling needing her, like I need her in my life to complete me. She's got so much over my happiness and like her i'm checking her facebook way too often i'm I'm becoming a different person you know i'm I'm psychologically leaning on her sometimes it's it's very weird you know i i I think some people call like head over heels in love but i think it's very destructive to 
need someone else so much for my own inner happiness. And I'm wondering, do you have any advice or tips on me when, you know, in general, when people get in a relationship and that other person in a relationship with has so much effect on their happiness and almost the dependency arises? I feel like I'm in a sick dependency state here. Well, Mark, I would say that you are very wise and you actually know by what you're saying and what your body is telling you that there's something not quite right about what is going on, right? So one of the most self-loving things you could do is to really be honest with yourself and find someone that you can talk this through with, somebody who has um, that you trust and might be a professional that can help you understand it more. But I would say that one of the things that you are um, expressing which you said so beautifully, is that you think you know what you may have forgotten. And, you know, the experience of being in love also can regress us to when we were very young and experienced the unconditional love of our parent and needed that love to feel whole. And so instead of getting older and losing that, when we fall in love, we're it throws us back into those amazing, powerful emotions we've not experienced for so long. And then the threat of losing it makes us want to have it again. Just, we've all been there. You've seen it with little <laughs> children and how they, you know, mommy, mommy, mommy. And believe me, there's some little mm-hmm. little boy inside of you who's calling out for mommy. And, uh, you know, as you get in touch with that and learn that and, lo- and love yourself, what I mean by Linda's talking about is, Okay, you, you you love that that person inside of you who's not quite as adult as you might like him to be, and um, and that's where uh, you you start off as Linda said very right at the beginning of this program she was talking about you you find that pain that emptiness inside and you are recognizing it so this everything you're saying is a prompt for you to 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 take this this deeper journey and it's a beautiful path for you. Um, you just follow it, and it'll lead you right where you need to go. But find the help. Find some someone good to support you in, uh, in following that path into yourself. And, Mark, Thank I would say that one thing I would say in closing about that is, you know, one of the beautiful things about the Hoffman Institute's work, as Raz said, the truth is that we get in relationships that are whatever was familiar to us in our childhood is whatever we call love. And so if your relationships are similar to your childhood, which is true for most of us, one of the gifts of the Hoffman process is that you can heal those childhood things that you didn't get fulfilled that come from you can find a way to do it for yourself so that you can be in a relationship that isn't just a replication of your childhood. So many of us do marry mom and dad or the negative aspect repeatedly, um, we're searching to just have what we've always known love to be, and that's got some limits on it. So if you haven't done the process, that would be something interesting, too, to check out and see if that feels right for you. Well, Thanks. I appreciate your, uh, you know, your input. That really hit home when you said, you know, it regresses us to the childhood <laughs> love because I was abandoned by my parents, and so there's this whole abandonment issue that I have here with her. And so it really yeah. gave me some insight, and uh, I, I want to thank you for that. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. I, I want to comment, Linda. You know, uh, I, uh, we all have heard of Joseph Campbell, and I was watching him on television. He's, you know, became popularized in the culture for Follow Your Bliss. And 
Bill Moyers was once asking him, well, how do you feel about being popularly understood for Follow Your Bliss? And he said, I feel fine about it because bliss comes from the French word blissure, which means wound. So follow your wound and it'll lead you to yourself. <laughs> which is kind of a turnaround on what I thought he was going to say. And, um, and yeah, it does work that way. And that's one of the things I love about Linda and what she's talking about is this courage to, um, to go inside. And, 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 and Linda, as I've heard it, and I'd like you to comment on healing, you know, as you heal, as you go deeper inside, you heal into your path of contribution and that, that path of songwriting and musicianship and the gift of your, of the poetry and the lyrics pours out of you as you heal it. It, it turns around and starts shining outward. Um, and that's, that's such a, an interesting and paradoxical truth that you're, uh, that you're, that you're embodying. Yes, Rose, it's been quite an interesting um, and beautiful thing, and I feel so um, appreciative of the feedback that I've been getting from people and realize that when, and I think this is this truth that's evolving, is that when we do what lights us up, when we do the gifts that we have, when we invest in our own um, journey, that it does turn into a much greater gift to the universe. And so as I have shared um, what's come out of me, it's been a beautiful um, affirmation of that, that um, self-love is, is regenerative. Your love is regenerative. And before we get off the air, I really want everyone to get um, your pen and pencil out now because uh, go on, your, uh, on, your, on the Internet, www.lindanewland.com. Dot com, all one word, Linda Newland, N-E-W-L-I-N, lindanewland.com, or www.lovingyourself.co, lovingyourself.co. Both of them will bring you to Linda's website. Um, you can, there are samples of her music. You can even go see her YouTube video. Uh, and what do you call that when you perform the music on the video? It's called a music video. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and a clip from her show, some clips from her show. You'll love it. It's a great thing to do. And, and, uh, so go to lindanewland.com to learn more, learn Linda's philosophy of life and hear her music. It's just a great, great way to entertain yourself and to bring, bring her healing into your heart. Allow yourself to be touched by Linda. And, um, Linda, I want to thank you so much for being with us this week. It's been fantastic listening to you, and I'm sure everyone has benefited from your wisdom. Um, I also want to let everyone know that next week our guest is Joe Gall from the Hyde School. He's the founder of the Hyde School. He's helped turn tens of thousands of teenagers' lives around for the better in one of the most remarkable school programs ever developed. He's a pioneer since 1968. Now at age 84, he calls himself Joey. <laughs> learn learn why next week and I hope you'll join us to really understand what's possible for teens with Joe Gall next week again thank you to all our listeners and our guests thank you Beth. thank you again for being a part of the Hoffman Connection Please join your hosts, Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon, again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, 
Make it an outstanding week.